Welcome to your Lot and Parcel podcast. You will find this program to have your best interest at heart. You can help us to continue this library of educational topics to help you preserve your home and family. As a nonprofit organization, we would appreciate your monetary support. Here is your host, Benjamin F. Diaz. Thank you for joining me today. My guest says because of the competition for the same job position, you have to do something different to get positive results. And she reveals many takeaways on our show today and how you can stand out among the crowd. She discusses the importance of using keywords to highlight your skills in your resume. And do you have to meet every requirement in the job description? She speaks to that. She holds a bachelor's degree in speech and theater communication and a master's degree in business administration. And of course, she comes with much empirical experience. She is also the author of The Secret to Writing a Powerful Resume course available by ebook and audio. And also, she is the host of the popular Richie Workforce Inspires podcast. Let's invite her to our show now. Here she is, Jessica Ritchie. The rhetorical question is, what is the best way to prepare for a job interview? And I'm happy to have Jessica on the show today to help us to appreciate what we can do, some tips, especially for those that are contemplating a new job or maybe a second job. But before we get into our conversation, Jessica, please tell us your story, because I know you have a story and how you pivoted into what you are doing today, if you would. Absolutely. So again, thank you so much for the invite. Excited to be here. So my story, you are right. We all have a story. And Mm -hmm. I literally started out, I'll never forget, even before I got into recruiting, um, I just always, over the course of my career, had a love for helping people, just naturally networking. Like, what do you do? How can I get you connected with someone who does what you do to be able to get you the position you desire? And so that love just continued to grow through my undergrad. Um, As I was going to school, I actually took up communications. And Mm -hmm. I literally said um, I wanted to go to school for communications because I knew it was broad. And in anything, in any field you go in, you have to be able to communicate and communicate effectively. Right. Right. And so that was what I took up and I literally continued throughout my career. And I started with banking and I was in banking for about 10 years. And within Mm. the 10 years, I was promoted three times, Mm -hmm. but out of that promotion in three times, one thing that stood out to me is my love, like I said, for just naturally networking and that love and desire could be seen. It was seen from my higher management as well. Um, My director at the time came to me and presented the opportunity for me to be able to create a uh, recruitment strategy for our org. Um, Mm -hmm. Um, And what that looked like was connecting and finding talent, um, local talent um, that was around us to be able to to hire that talent. And one of the things that I did was I partnered with our local college. Um, I partnered with the college to be able to bring in students part-time with full-time benefits. That was gold right there. Um, Yes, those were golden opportunities. And so being able to give back to our community by bringing in and offering those positions right there in our community by bridging the gap. Mm -hmm. Um, And then what I loved as well, 
is it gave the students that experience early on. And what we found out partnering with the college, we partnered with the local community college as well, um, and partnering with that community college, a lot of the people that came literally got the skills they needed. They completed the certification. So I became also an instructor teaching human resources at the course. So it grew. Um, there was a demand for it, teaching the courses. And then once students successfully completed, I would then get them a position with the bank. Mm -hmm. um, working with our HR team to make sure that they were placed within the bank. And so that love just grew. Like I said, I was there 10 years. Um, the opportunity moved for me to be able to relocate um, mm -hmm. and get a career services director position where I served in an IT school. And what I loved about the IT school was that students came from every background. Mm -hmm. uh, we served a live, uh, a really live i would say it was a live environment even though it was virtual and online little mm -hmm. did we know that the pandemic was going to happen right and oh, it was yeah. going to change everything that we were doing mm -hmm. and so literally while i was there i had the opportunity we had a lot of um, military students with disabilities it was so many people from so many different backgrounds very diverse but what i love is they didn't a lot of the students didn't already have the it skills they were looking to gain those skills. And as they gained those skills, I was able to come in and show them through interviewing, through the different courses, networking and job searching, how they can use the skills that they already have to be able to apply it to these positions mm -hmm. to show them the transferable skills they have so that they can use them, that they're not starting from scratch, that there's something you have. And so that love just continued to grow. Um, I started working as a tech recruiter. And so that's what I get the opportunity to do now, have both ends interviewing candidates up front i know what it's like on that side i know what it's like uh, mm -hmm. working with the hiring managers and getting all those things as well so i'm telling you yes that's a little bit of my story <laughs> yeah well it sounds like um, you really got some experience there and i can hear that energy i tell you that much <laughs> <laughs> my goodness jessica so uh, how would you describe the job environment today jessica that's a good question. So immediately I think about competitive. It uh, is so oh yeah. competitive. And I believe that you have to do something different to get different results, which mm. is which is really why um, Richie Workforce Development was formed, because I refuse to be a sitting resource. When the pandemic happened, so many people lost their job. And the media told us over and over, mm. over 200 million. There's like so many people who have lost their job, over 40 million people. Mm -hmm. But here's what I love. And they didn't highlight there's still over 200 million employees in the world. So there's one willing to give you that opportunity. So although mm -hmm. it's competitive, we got to look at let's flip it. What is your competitive advantage? What's going to make you stand out? What, how are we going to network so that you can think, do those things differently to get those results you desire? That's what I love. Identify. Good. Very good. So th there is a lot of potential then, obviously. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, you're looking for a job, uh, for some employment, and of course, they always have a list of job requirements. Uh, would you speak to carefully reviewing that? Or is, there's, is there something there we need to focus when reviewing a job requirement? Yes, absolutely. So really mm -hmm. just taking your time. 
to read the job description, right? Mm -hmm. um, so for example, I talked about it being competitive, but let's just say that it just has on there a bachelor's degree is required. A lot of people read that and they read yes. no further. They're like, you know, this right. doesn't apply to me. But in reality, if you really look, take your time, go through it, really dissect that job description. Sometimes when you look, it says R, you know, four years experience as a business analyst, for example, mm. whatever that role is you're looking for. So maybe you have the four years plus of experience. Mm -hmm. So just really take your time to review the job description. I love to highlight it. I like to print off maybe three job description. Let's just say you're going for a business analyst. I'm just using that as an example. Mm. Highlight the three commonalities in those roles that you can do and that apply to you that you do well. And those are the things that you need to make sure we'll get into, you know, the keywords and all that good stuff. But keywords are so important. So those are the things you want to make sure you're putting on your resume. But as far as the job requirement, the biggest thing that you can do is really just take the time to read the requirement without saying, hey, immediately, I don't qualify for this. Just make sure you're reading and see what you do qualify. Look at what skills you do have that could relate to that position as well. So would you say the, the your, your past experience uh, could be comparable to a particular degree? Would that be safe to say? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And, and one thing we talk about is not usually putting more than um, 10 years on that resume, depending right. on how much experience you have. Um, but yes, don't overlook the past experience. That's one right. thing I'm big on is your assets. Take a look at what you already have instead mm -hmm. of believing, hey, I have to start from scratch. No, there are some transferable things. There are some skills that you may have that can be related to that job description. It's all in how you present it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I can appreciate that because um, I know some, you know, they'll review the requirements as well. I, I don't I don't have this, but my goodness, they have a wealth of experience that uh, that is tan tantamount to what they're asking on that list of requirements, you see. So, no, I can appreciate that. Then we get into applications, Jessica, you know. Uh, online applications. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, first of all, let me mention to you, myself, uh, all my adult life, I've always been self-employed. And, um, but, you know, I, I was sitting and thinking about that. Uh, I've had clients, many, many clients over the years. And each client, I suppose, you can equate that to an employer, I would think. And uh, <laughs> brief employers, but uh, they're all employers. And a lot of the principles, what you teach I, and, and what you're saying do apply even for those that are self-employed, I would think it would seem to me. But uh, what are your thoughts about online applications? Uh, how, how do you, where, where do you begin to, to apply for a job? Oh, yes, that's a good question. Um, I think that so many people are applying right online. Mm -hmm. um, and there are you definitely can go to, you know, everyone talks about like your Indeed, your Google, you can go, you can do a search. Um, you know, for jobs in that particular area that interests you. And LinkedIn is an amazing resource. Mm. LinkedIn has jobs available to you. Do it the same way. Go to the search engine and you're going to put LinkedIn in there. And then you also can see jobs there as well. But here's the thing. Even with the jobs, even with the applications and submitting them, there are so many people that are applying. I literally posted a role. It was, for example, a cybersecurity role. Mm -hmm. And there were over 500 applicants. Oh, my. Yeah. So what are you going to do to stand out in the middle of that, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
and, and one of the things that I talk about, the power of networking, I recently went to, it was a networking event and guess what? There were over like a hundred recruiters there and they had like breakout rooms where they were actually had live, um, live chats going, not only just the live chat, but they had conversations and panels. So really just knowing how to network, I believe to be successful when you're submitting a job application, you have to have a strategy in place. You have to have a job strategy because being in the room, when I talked about this networking event, that is a way to get directly in front of that employer hiring outside of those 500 applicants who mm-hmm. apply for the position. Mm-hmm. Would you suggest to uh, the, the candidate to do the research on that particular company that he's interested in? Oh, yes, absolutely. So that's key. Um, Research is so important, even because you want to think about even going into the interview. That's one of the questions usually is, you know, tell me a little bit about us or, you know, talk about what you know about that company. And then, first of all, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a really good point. You want to make sure it's going to be. I always say um, employers are making sure it's a good fit for them. But as candidates, you want to make sure it's going to be a good fit for you as well. And that's one of the ways to tell. So make sure you're researching the company, make sure that their values outline what you believe in, that you can identify to those things, um, because that's going to be key because you spend so much time, you know, a lot of time working and at the organization. So make sure that it's going to be a good fit for you. That's going to be key. Mm-hmm. And it would seem to me, too, that the interviewer would appre- will, will appreciate uh, what you know about the company and uh, how you can be, a, you will be a, um, a good fit uh, with what their principles are and their values and what they're doing and where they're headed. Um, And that's another thing too, you know, you think about uh, preparing yourself emotionally because it is an unnerving, it would seem to me uh, very unnerving to to sit there for what's the average interview uh, uh, about 30 minutes or so, maybe. Is that how long does it take for an interview? Yeah, yeah. Typically? Most first rounds are typically that 30 minutes and then you get into like an hour interview um, oh. after that. My goodness, <laughs> I'd be sitting on needles all the time. But how do you prepare yourself emotionally and, and otherwise? <laughs> Absolutely. So I always say mindset. Mindset is key in preparation, right? right. Uh, because you can you can look at YouTube's amazing resource. You can look and you'll look at videos. But guess what? What mm. are you telling yourself? What do you believe? You have to know that you can get this position. If this is the position you desire, you're like, I know that this is going to be a good fit for me right now. You have to have the right mindset for it going into that interview because confidence is going to be key. You can't say a lot of things you'll say on your resume, but does that line up with who you are? If you've got on there outgoing, energetic, and then they meet you in the interview and it's just very dry, right? Mm. But that might not match the position that they're trying to fill. It could be good set for another position, but you want to make sure that you're ready for that position as well. So one of the things that you can do to get there is your mindset. What are you telling yourself? Your belief, knowing that you can get this job is just how you present it. It's the story that you tell yourself first and foremost. Walk in there and show the confidence, even in a virtual environment. And don't walk in comparison, because a lot of times, 
And you may not have, I, I've seen several interviews where I talk to them right before they go into the interview. And mm-hmm. it's like, I only have a year of experience right now. I know this is requiring, you know, X, Y, Z, but on the back end, they don't hear that conversation with mm-hmm. me. You know, we have as a technical recruiter with that hiring manager. They're like, hey, I'm really looking for someone who could do the skill set, not versus, you know, the years. Not I'm open to students who may be fresh out of college, or but you've got to own, if it's a year of experience, if it's the hands-on experience, you have to own that experience. Your confidence speaks volumes. Mm, I would think so. And, and of course, would you suggest rehearsing before you go to that interview? Oh, yes, absolutely. That is the next thing is mm-hmm. I always say practice, practice, practice. Oh, so make sure yes. you role play, have someone that you can say it out loud. And for those who don't have someone you can say it out loud. Mm-hmm. One thing that I did and that worked very well for me, we all have now these days a smartphone or something that can record us mm-hmm. because we can critique ourselves pretty good. And you'll hear yourself, ask yourself the questions, play it back. And you can hear those things that you need to work on, that you need to say again, or maybe revisit, look at a different way to answer that. So those are some some tips there, too. Yeah, well, that's great. Uh, and of course, if you're confident, that, that'll, that'll add to your confidence. And of course, it will reflect on body language, I would think, right? I mean, uh, yes. you're, you're sitting there not fidgety and nervous and uh, you present yourself in a confident uh, manner physically. Is, is, is that true? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Body language is key, right? Um, So the eye contact, because a lot of times we look everywhere else except for right in front of the screen, especially if it's virtual. And now look, you know, start practicing even that looking directly into where your camera is. Make sure you're having that eye contact. Like you said, your body language still dress professionally as if you were going into the office. So, yes, those are very important. And that will help you with the confidence. You are absolutely correct. Yes. You are listening to Your Lot and Parcel podcast. We invite you to tell a friend and to leave a rating and your commentary. We thank you in advance. We're spending time with a certified professional resume writer and career strategist. Her passion is to work with people and helping them confidently excel in their careers. Her favorite quote is, Don't just dream the dream, live the dream. She is the creator and host of the Richie Workforce Inspires podcast, also authored the book, The Secret to Writing a Powerful Resume course, available by ebook and audio. Do visit our website and you will find many takeaways there and the link is found in the show notes. Here she is, Jessica Richie. And... And also maybe anticipating uh, certain questions. Are there are there frequent or common questions to prepare for, Jessica? Oh, yes. Well, um, I always hear a lot when it comes to questions. It's usually, um, even in the opening, they ask, um, tell me about yourself. Tell me about a time when, right? Mm. Um, allowing you to be able to definitely just go into detail. And I always tell candidates, this is the place to set the tone for the interview, mm-hmm. set the stage for it, because you literally can go ahead and then you explain why you would be a good fit for that position. You don't get into so much as, you know, all the things going on in your life, but there's a strategy to it, right? Mm-hmm. So really just going in there, 
telling them um, about you, even professionally, this is where that job description comes back into play. This is where that highlighting comes back into play because these are things you can actually highlight there. You said you're looking for someone um, who's goal-oriented, who's detailed, and, and then display how you are goal-oriented, how you are detailed, and then you can close with those things they're looking for in the job description. You said you're looking for X, Y, and Z, and that's why I know I'd be a good fit for this position. Or is that in line with what you're looking for. And literally those same things that you highlight that you know very well from the job description have maybe two or three stories of where you've displayed the same thing where you did those things Mm. that you could be able to allow that employer to see that you could do that for them because that's basically what they want to be able to see. And so now as you're going through the interview and they're asking you different questions, well, like I stated in the beginning, um, now you get to elaborate on it even more, but you've already set the tone for it. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yes, uh, myself, I always like a personal story that paints a picture mm-hmm. of that person handled a certain situation and how it turned out. I, I like that. Telling stories is good. You, you, you're, you're more apt to remember uh, a story than what is being said, just straightforward, you know, like that. But um, how would you answer the question? I would suspect uh, one question that they frequently ask is, what is your greatest weakness? You find that to be a, a, a so? Yeah, I, I actually love this question because it's it's really one that you you really hear a lot of um, responses. I'll never forget. Like I said, I was a career director before, and literally we would. This is one of the questions. Even we would have a mock interview towards mm-hmm. the end, um, before right them going out into the students meeting with the interviewers. And so during the mock interview, I would always ask, what is your greatest weakness? And I would get all kind of responses. Some would be from being late. And, and I mean, you know, to, mm-hmm. but you want to remember that you want to show the skills that you have. Tell me how you've worked on something that may have been a problem, but you work to actually perfect it. Mm-hmm. So let's just say, hey, I'm a person who loves to be able to walk around and help everyone, even in the office. But as I'm walking through the office, if I know there's a particular person that needs something, I could be on my way to a meeting and I would stop and try to help them. But what I've learned to do is if I'm on my way to a meeting, I would nicely tell that person who needs that help. Let me, I'm going to send you an invite. We can schedule some time to be able to discuss this. And then I'm still on time for my meeting. And that person is still getting help in the same way. Mm. So a weakness can be a strength. Yes. Yes. I like that. That's very good, uh, Jessica. Um, You you did touch on using keywords on a resume. I guess guess there are uh, particular words that are highlighted and will get the attention of the interviewer. Is that correct? Yes, yes. And even before the interviewer, you think about the ATS or that applicant tracking mm-hmm. system. Literally, if you're not mentioning those keywords, mm-hmm. it will throw it out. And literally, I had a meeting this morning. As you think about that, I think about the technical skills and it was with the hiring manager. One thing that they pointed out um, is for them, you can have it in a technical skill, say um, that you have these skills. But if you don't list it in your resume, how you use it, A lot of hiring managers are like, no, okay, you use these points and you listed them in your resume as keywords, but you've got to be able to show how you use them in the different jobs. So what will happen, a lot of people have a technical skills section, for example, and Mm -hmm. they'll list all the skills. 
to beat the applicant tracking system to be able to get to the interviewer, but then they can't explain where they use them. So make sure if you have that experience, you can give a story showing how you've used those skills and show how you've used it as well in positions. Um, and when you talk about the different positions you've had on your resume as well, it's yeah. very important. Yes. I noticed that uh, on your website, you are certified to help along those lines as far as a resume. Am I correct? Right. Yes. Yes. I am a certified resume writer. Uh-huh. Boy, well, that would come in handy. I'm telling you that. Uh, <laughs> I want you to know. Um, over the years, uh, some of my friends, uh, for one thing or another, Jessica, have become unemployed you correct me if I'm wrong as to my advisement to them, okay? So they're un unemployed and they're gainfully looking for a job. I tell them to volunteer in the community, do something during that interim of unemployment. And you can put that on your resume and the employer, your potential employer will see that you weren't at home just sitting on your hands, that you're, you are industrious. Is that good advice? Absolutely. That is the key. You want to be able to show what you were doing because a lot of times people don't look at that. And a lot of times people are already volunteering in certain different ways and they don't put those skills on right. there. And yeah. it's like just a gap. But you're right. You're definitely right. Volunteer. Show that you've definitely been um, doing something to give you those skills, those transferable skills or the skills that they're looking for. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think so, because it, it gives uh, the employer very telling of what kind of a person the, the candidate really is. I mean, if he stayed home, just sit on his hands and played video games all day. Well, you know, that not not too not too good. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, no, it's always good to stay busy. And they see that. And well, that that same attitude, that same uh, energy will will will. Uh, uh, reveal itself in their potential job. So I, I, I always appreciated uh, talking to some of my friends have had to um, look for another job. Just stay busy doing something, doing something, something you can put on your resume. Um, so an, an interview, it's not really a, a one way. It's, it's a two way uh, street, isn't it? Because would you suggest for the, uh, the candidate for the job to have maybe two or three questions uh, of his own to ask? Yes, two or three or more. Or more. <laughs> okay. I, I, and I say that because yeah. you're also in, you're really also interviewing. I mean, because you think about it, right. a lot of positions, a lot of people go there and they're there for a while. You've got to make sure literally just like they're interviewing you, you really are interviewing them. And then I want to talk about one of the questions that I do ask for myself um, that's mm -hmm. very important. And it gives you feedback as well. Um, and it helps you in the interview that you can ask the interviewer. Um, and that is, is there anything that I've answered in this interview today that you would like me to elaborate more on? Because mm -hmm. then if they had any questions and you do have that experience, that's your opportunity to be able to elaborate and show that you do have that experience as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Very good. So let's say after the interview, Jessica, how would you handle, the, do you follow up uh, somehow, maybe with a thank you note? Uh, what is recommended? 
Absolutely. So thank you notes are definitely recommended. And I always say go based off next time. That's one of the questions as well. You can ask, what are the next steps? Uh And usually they'll give you a time of follow-up. We'll expect to hear from us within the next either 48 hours or give us about a week um, to review this and get back to you and, and make sure you usually go, you know, try to make sure you're going by what they say. If they say, okay, 48 hours, um, give them the 48 hours, you know, at least until you reach back out. Hey, just following up um, to see if you have any updates without automatic i've seen where candidates to assume automatically that they didn't get it when that's not the case Mm. it could be on the back end that there are a lot of approvals that need to take place before an actual offer can go out so just making sure that you're listening to and that's another question like i mentioned add that like when are the next steps ask that interviewer why you have them on the phone as well but definitely make sure you get a good address to send that thank you note yes very good how about an email? Would, would that also be a yes? Yes, a good post? email address. I did say address, so good email address. Okay. You're right. Yes. Okay. Very good. Wow. I'm, I might get ready here to to <laughs> apply for a job now that I got all this information. But uh, no, like I said, I, I I've been self-employed uh, all my adult. Uh, when I was a kid, I I did get a paycheck from an employer. That was when I was a kid, but all my adult life. Well, we've been self-employed, but a lot of these principles that uh, I, I can see that they do apply as well here. Um, you know, Jessica, what is said last is what is remembered. So would you share some words of encour- encouragement for those that are contemplating a new job? Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, I definitely agree with that. You know, what you say last is definitely what's remembered. Um, and my words of encouragement would be, know that you are unique. Like you have, there is someone who is waiting for you to show up. There is an employer and don't stop at the rejections. Even if it's the 30th rejection, I'll never forget. I had a friend who literally kept a box of rejection letters and it was like over a hundred letters in this box, but they were very intentional about the position that they desired Mm. and they got it. And and after a hundred times, they still got no's, but Mm. even in the middle of no's know that if you've got a strategy, implement that strategy and you can, can get the results you desire. Like I said, over 40 million people, we all seen that lost their job during the pandemic. But with over 200 million employers, there's one. There's one willing to give you the opportunity you deserve. So you just need to work on, I talked about mindset, but work on your vision, work on your goal, work on what you desire in a company and organization. So when the right opportunity comes, you never know, keep applying because you may get that offer. You may be the person with multiple offers, with four or five offers, and you have to decide. I've seen it happen. So don't Mm -hmm. stop till you get that offer letter in hand. Mm -hmm. Uh, Make sure you get that offer letter. Uh, Make sure that that position is going to be something that you can see yourself growing in and it's going to add value. But the the biggest thing is never give up. Mm -hmm. Know that you are unique and there is an employer definitely willing to give you that opportunity. Mm -hmm. opportunity. So just dream big and just know you've got this. Mm -hmm. Like you said, there's 200 million employers just uh, waiting. Uh, So it's a matter of, it's a law of averages. Just don't give up, right? Just don't give up. Um, We hadn't talked about this, but uh, if I were to visit your website, uh, what, what do you have there as far as services and so forth? Absolutely. So one of the biggest things is a free transformational strategy call that I do. And that's literally a session where we dive deep into I talked a little bit about vision. I talked a little bit about goals, but we dive deep into what does that look like for you? Because it's unique and it's different from everyone else 
for them, it may look totally different. So Mm -hmm. their resume may look different because their skills are different. So I give an overview of what that looks like moving forward um, so that if it's a resume review you need, you can get that. Then I offer the free job tips. You're going to get all that information there as well, because what I've learned and what I've seen is that a lot of people have given up. And I want them to know that you can have what you desire. Keep hope alive. Stay encouraged. Put yourself in environments like this where you're getting the information you need to get the resources you desire. So those are some of the things you'll find on my website. Mm -hmm. Very good. And of course, you have courses, correct? Courses at... um... Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And one of the courses is the secret um, to writing a powerful resume. And I literally just recently started revealing the secret. (laughs) And the the biggest secret is you. It's you. You are the secret. That's the thing. It's you. Like, how do you show up? Like you said, yeah, it's 200 million employers, but what is your competitive advantage? Mm -hmm. Like, what is it about you that stands out? Let's get crystal clear on what you need, what you desire so that we can get you there. There you go. Because I I know that we're all gifted in one way or another, and we're all unique right down to our DNA. And there is an employer looking for what your talents are, what your gifts are, and you'll benefit by In fact, both employer and employee will benefit by that. So how can my listeners reach out to you for more direction on this topic, Jessica? Absolutely. So like you said, my website, Richie Workforce Inspires, Mm -hmm. um, is my website. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn, and that's at Richie Workforce Inspires as well. It's the same on all social media. So I definitely would love to connect. There you go. Well, I appreciate what you had to say. Uh, Those are actionable uh, advice, uh, and uh, I appreciate what you're doing. And I want to thank you for coming on your Lot and Parcel show, and I wish you the very best, Jessica. Absolutely. Thank you for the invite. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening. The theme music has been provided by Echo Foxtone. All the opinions expressed in the podcast are opinions only and should not be relied on. For more information, please visit yourlotandparcel.org. We trust you will sponsor our informative podcast with your generosity. For more information, please visit yourlotandparcel.org.